This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. Noom uses the latest in proven behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good. Noom builds personal plans that can meet an individual's needs, takes into account dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs to build a plan that works for you. Through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching, their platform has helped millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. I think a lot of intelligence has gone into the whole Noom system. They really think about how humans live, how they think, what their psychology is, and it's all been used to help people control their weight. So stay focused on what's important to you with the Noom psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's Noom, N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen for 100 Healthy and Delicious Recipes to Promote Better Living, available to buy now wherever books are sold. Conan O'Brien needs a fan. Want to talk to Conan? Visit teamcoco.com slash call Conan. Okay, let's get started. Hello, Alex. How are you? I'm good, Conan. This is awesome. Hey, Sona. Hi. Okay, I'm, I, I just have to comment on this uh, uh, because I'm looking at Alex. You're, of course, all listening, but uh, Alex is, uh, well, Sona, I think it's fair to say this is a very handsome man. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. This is You were taken aback by it. I kind of <laughs> noticed that you saw him and you were like, oh, it's okay. not yeah, it's I, not my fault. <laughs> we're on uh, we're on we're on Zoom and I uh, just bef I, I got rattled for a second and just instinctively tried to kiss him. Uh, and then oh. realized, well, it's a Zoom. I, you know, and um, a little hard, yeah, you know. with the computer screen and the internet and the cables and stuff. Yeah, and then there's the whole yeah. wife, and she's like, "Well, what's that all about?" And I'm that like, would well, get awkward. Come on, yeah. you always, you always, you yeah, always also, suspected, you know. And, and then <laughs> it's also just very inappropriate to just meet someone right away and then just try to kiss. Oh, them. You hear That's that? Kind of weird. I consider it brave. Well, it's, um, it's popular in oh, Europe. Okay. Let's let's uh, let's get to the the crux of the matter, Alex. Here, uh, fine looking fellow, and uh, you look like you're wearing like safari gear. I, constantly, I, I looked at the available wardrobe options in life and said, "Full Steve Irwin, let's go." So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. you have day. a Steve Irwin. You have a Steve Irwin vibe, uh, and also I'm looking at your room behind you, and is that? I mean, it looks like you've got really cool stuff. It looks like you're living in a very cool space. This, yeah, this is our house. Uh, it's it built in 1918, so zero insulation. But we filled Aww. it with this weird... My wife is a very patient woman. I've just filled it with my brain everywhere, so... She puts up with a lot. Got it. <laughs> Very nice. Now, tell us what you do. At, first of all, what part of the world are you in? What do you do? Tell us about yourself. I'm in Sonoma, California, and I'm an okay. anthropologist and professional safari guide. Oh, you are a safari guide. Mm -hmm. Hence this. Oh, so the, hence, the hence safari the gear is, 
Yeah, you've earned it. It's not an affectation. You are a you are a safari guide, so that you should be having and owning clothes like that. Um, where do you lead safaris? Mostly South Africa. Oh, have you ooh. been? I've never I've never been on a uh, to South Africa. I've never been on a safari. Um, I've never seen any uh, you know African animals. I'm intrigued by the whole thing. Tell us what that's like. So, how long have you been doing this for? So I, I kind of backpedal, I guess. I, I've been doing this for about five years, but I've been I've been working in the public speaking arena as a park ranger for about uh, ten years, off and on. I started with the California State Parks. Eventually, just decided because it's been like a lifelong obsession. Africa is where I want to go. You know, as a kid, it was always. Um, African stories, African movies, African adventure tales, that kind of stuff. Also, I mean, they just win in every animal category. 100%. So, you can't uh, You know, that. look, I, yeah, like, what are you going to, oh, look, there's another brown bear. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, uh, if we, oh, look, there's the same kind of snake we saw two days ago and the day before that. You know, it gets old. But in Africa, you've hit the jackpot, right? Well, it's I think it's perspective because if people from there came here, they'd be like, "Oh my god, a bear!" But no, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. Are you sure? No, they wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, they, no, they wouldn't. Yeah, they would. No, they wouldn't. Elephant, anyone bear. who, mm. yeah, anyone who grew up yeah. seeing elephants, bears, rhinos, giraffes. I'm sorry, you say it's perspective, but it's not. They would come here and go, "Oh, look, a squirrel! How terrifying!" And then they would laugh in our faces. They have squirrels in Africa. Yeah, yeah, but they're—I think they're sixty feet tall. They are. They're actually known for that and big, sharp teeth. Yes, uh, they're more of a velociraptor than a squirrel. There, um, but anyway. So okay, so you lead these tours, and you are. What's that like? I mean, you're taking people, I've never been on one. I've always wanted to go, but are you the guy that's driving the Land Rover with no you know, hood on it? I mean, no <laughs> ceiling on it, uh, roof. Are you the one that's driving the Land Rover right up to the Rhino? Yeah. Like getting a little too close? Totally. I, I started doing that and then have now evolved to very smartly in March of 2020, started my own safari company. Great time to start a travel company. Um, Ooh, so right. kind of shifted roles from being primarily the guy driving the truck to now it's more of a hosting role. My job is to entertain the guests, make them feel comfortable, happy, you know, just bring them through their whole experience. But ultimately, yeah, the guy physically driving the car and showing people wildlife. And I have to say, I've learned so much about doing my job from listening to you guys on this podcast, because when you guys start talking about comedy what? and stand-up, I'm like, all of that is exactly what I'm doing because it's all based in live performance. You're in front of people and it's making people happy. It's making people engaged and, you know, try to laugh at something or feel like they're being entertained. So I've, I've learned a hell of a lot about my job from you guys. Okay. I have to say, Alex, yeah. no one has ever said that they've learned anything from this podcast. <laughs> I'm uh, the first. Thing. And I think this is a, this hey. is a real... Mark of your low character. It is. is how, how am I gonna, <laughs> oh, uh, oh. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I, I just, so, I mean, do you get scared when you're driving up to these incredibly unpredictable animals that can kill you in half a second? Do you have fear or no? No, I'm going to go with the macho answer. No, I have no fear. Um, sure. I mean, wow. it's, it's once you get comfortable around big animals that you start to realize you can read patterns, you can read their behaviors, you, you know. They're just like us. So it's it's more about personal space at that point. Like you don't want to get right up next to something. If you don't have to, you got to read what it's doing. Um, I, it's hard to translate to people that have maybe never seen it because 
you know, you're talking about a 10,000 pound elephant and people automatically are like, oh my God, that's the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. But it's also the most majestic thing you've ever seen. And now I'm going to take you in a car and get as physically as close to it as I possibly can just to freak you out. Because if I've got my A game on, I'm reading the animal, I'm understanding what's happening while still giving it enough space to feel comfortable. Have you ever completely misread an animal? Not yet. Okay. All right. Like, you're like, trust me. I'm check this this water buffalo is not vibing me at all. He seems really whoa, I'm sorry. Well, you're dead. I've had weird encounters like when I was at Guiding Academy. So that was 2 months of living in the bush in a small pup tent. Uh, and total immersive experience. They want you exposed every single day to just anything that could go wrong. So snake in the tent, been there, done that. Uh, no water in camp, been there, done that. I got up one night to go to the bathroom, which we had like latrines built outside. And right. it was one of those moonlit nights. You're under that just epic African starry sky. And, you know, spider senses tingle. And you're like, what? what is that shadow? And I look and there's just a lion standing there about eight feet away from me. And we're both equally freaked out by each other. So it was this weird moment of like, I'm going to go my way if you go your way. And I just zipped the tent up and oh, peed wow. my pants. <laughs> oh my God. Well, mission accomplished then. Yeah. You headed out there Either way. to urinate. Um, yeah. Oh, come Well, in. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, my main question was going to be, did you eventually get to empty the urine? And he answered my question. Uh, uh, okay. So empty the urine. What are the, I mean, um, so you've not been attacked. You've not been charged. You've pretty much uh, uh, had a, a charmed life as a safari guy. I, well, no, that's not to say that. I, there's there's been situations that could get ugly fast, and everybody says animal, you know, animals. Oh, that's a dangerous animal, and I'm like, is it though? I mean, any person could be dangerous. I I'd, instead, I'd rather call animals hazardous. And again, it's about reading them. So I've been in situations where we haven't, and I wasn't the one driving, but we haven't correctly read what was happening and been charged by things. And usually that's kind of a, hey, you're up in my business moment, that kind of thing. Um, I've been stalked by leopards on foot. I've had crazy situations with rhinos. And it's more of like a, I don't know, it's like a gamble. Like you chose to be in that environment. So part I of- I love how you're being kind of vague. You said crazy situations with rhinos. And you're not specific. So <laughs> to me, that means maybe you- uh, got in on a timeshare with a rhino and, and, yeah. and it didn't financially turned out to be like a bad move. And the rhino's like, no, I'm using it Memorial Day weekend. And you're like, no, we talked about this. You used it. No, this is completely, you can't have Memorial Day and Labor Day. And the rhino's like, hey, what the fuck? You know, you, you didn't say anything. So I'm assuming it wasn't a timeshare problem with the rhino. That's usually the way it goes down. No, um, my yeah. favorite and- I don't know, favorite's a weird term there, was in Guiding Academy of all things. We were out learning about guiding people on foot, which is a whole other experience because you're vulnerable, you're, you know, totally exposed. And our instructor stopped to look at a tree and he's going on and on. It's an ancient leadwood tree. Leadwoods live for hundreds and hundreds of years. So he's talking about it and we're all fascinated. And then wasps started coming out of it and stung my leg, which felt kind of like having a cigarette lighter just shoved into your skin. Right. Right. Oh. So my leg starts swelling. I can't walk. And th there's a saying in South Africa, which is TIA. This is Africa. Just go with it. So our, instru right. our instructor yeah. looked at my leg and went, TIA, we're going to go find a black rhino. So I'm hobbling on the trail to find this black rhino, oh. which we did find. And I would, ha I would have to say that's probably been the most frightening experience of my life because black rhinos- So you got- Okay, so, uh, oh, I'm sorry, keep going, keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt you, no, no, go no. ahead. Oh uh, well, black rhinos are known for being a little bit more territorial, whereas a white rhino is gonna be 
kind of chill most of the time. The, the joke is the chubby unicorn. Um, so to find a black rhino mm-hmm. on foot, totally exposed with a swollen leg with a wasp sting in it. I was like, if this dude freaks out, I'm not going to make it back to camp. Oh my God, you are so cool. No. Well, now listen. Uh, that is so, don't you want to, you, Conan, do you want to kind of want to be Alex well, a little bit? I was going a different way, Sona. I mean, I think oh. Alex is cool, but I think I, and Dane, I encounter dangers like that all the time in my life. I No, no, you Alex, don't. nothing like that. <clears throat> on my show over the years. Uh, oh my God. No, a celebrity comes out. I don't, no. I have to read that celebrity. No. I have to figure out. You no, know, uh, you know, is Will F- so Will Ferrell is Carmen Electra? You know, are these people uh, in the right no. mood? Uh, and they attack occasionally. Um, yeah, no, they you don't. and I have both dealt with the exact same level of danger. I would say Harrison Ford has the exact same energy as a grumpy rhino. So you've done, yeah, you've he basically really, done my job. Ah, okay, he really does. And his skin is exactly the same. Leathery, you know, it's very, very thick. Leathery and uh, would make a really good couch. Uh, um, oh my god! And um, the poaching of Harrison Ford's skin has been a <laughs> oh my huge, it has been a major market. yeah. And I it's got to stop. We've got to save our Harrison Fords. Their skin. Do not buy a Harrison Ford coat. Don't get a Harrison Ford golf bag. Uh, don't buy those Harrison Ford shoes you've been eyeing. We've got yeah. to stop it now. I got to say, everywhere I go, people are talking about Monopoly Go. And for good reason. It's an absolute hit. Yeah. I love Monopoly. People love Monopoly. And look, Monopoly's been around for a very long time. It's one of the oldest board games ever. Okay? Okay. But lately, I walk around and I just hear like, Monopoly Go, Monopoly Go, Monopoly Go. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? What are you guys talking about? And they say, we're playing Monopoly Go. You can play it with your family, your friends. It's a straight delight. There's always something new to do partner events where you can build on each other's boards and crazy tournaments with team events you can recruit your friends for, or you can just compete to outdo them all on the leaderboards. Mm. And when you're not messing with your family and friends, Monopoly Go is always throwing new stuff at you. They have taken Monopoly to the next level. I didn't think Monopoly had to go to the next level, but they did. (laughs) (laughs) There's timed events like massive multipliers for all your winnings and challenges like treasure hunts or money sprees that have fun new mini games, plus with tons of rewards to collect, like stickers for trading with friends and hilarious emojis that are perfect for gloating, there's always a reason to dip back in. Yeah. Man, they cracked it, you know? They did. So join the fun. Download Monopoly Go now free on the App Store and Google Play. You know, it's only a matter of time until your check engine light comes on, which could equal an expensive repair bill, and a new engine can cost up to $6,000. Don't I know it. But this is why you need this product I'm about to mention right now. Okay. CarShield. Mm. CarShield offers plans with low monthly rates that you can pay for your expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. It's so nice to have that protection of CarShield. I know. I believe. That's my belief. Some people have other beliefs, maybe religious beliefs. I think Car Shield. Car Shield plans provide protection on up to 5,000 major parts and systems, including items like transmission, mm. engine, even your entertainment system. Mm. Just call Car Shield and choose the mechanic to do the work. Car Shield administrators will handle the rest and save you money. Look, I saw your car today. You've got a beautiful car, but you've got to haul your family around in this yeah. car. 
This is a vital piece of machinery for you. You need Car Shield. I do. And you know, I you know I don't take care of my cars very well. So Car Shield it would definitely come in. You know, and also with their A rating from the BBB, don't ask me, Car Shield is the name you can trust to save you money on covered auto repairs. Now's the time to make the smart choice and protect yourself from the sky high auto repair bills. Visit carshield.com slash Conan. Save 20% today. Again, that's carshield.com slash Conan to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash Conan to lock in your price today. It's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Okay. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus, they also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. (laughs) Well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take it. Just take it down. I didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. uh, So I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. That's all right. Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loud speaking Blay. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, yeah. find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds, according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. C5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. way in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we were all dancing the jitterbug and the Watusi. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone (laughs) cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. The great taste of Miller Lite. Are you with me on oh, this? Oh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, and you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not yeah. with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm-hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it it's less filling Miller Lite or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste. Only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. (laughs) 
you seem like you live a thrilling existence. And uh, I, I and and I'm curious. Of all the animals you've encountered in life, what's the one that frightens you most? Man. Gives you the most pause. <laughs> oh, for God's oh. sake. <laughs> so I had to. I had you to. do suck. The most yeah. dangerous beast of all, is it? No, of the in the animal kingdom, which one frightens you the most? To be honest, baboons, um, they're I mean, can I can I swear they're just big motherfuckers? Yeah. They're they're insane. Yes. And yeah. I don't know if you ever heard one, but often in the morning is gorgeous in Africa. It just all the animals are making sounds. And then, you know, you're sipping your coffee, you're listening to the birds, there's lions off in the distance, you know, doing their ooh kind of thing. And then you hear Christopher Walken just shouting into the into the woods. Because baboons, when they start really? shouting, sound exactly like Christopher Walken. And I can't get that image out you of my head. Occasionally, it's been proven to be Christopher Walken. It has. <laughs> yeah, he's out there. But they're uh, just big, beady-eyed. I, <laughs> I, I, when I was last there just, just a few weeks ago, I was in a camp called Skakuza, which is kind of the main capital of the giant Kruger National Park. And I came around this corner, and there's just this huge, like as big as I am, six foot, just baboon pummeling this smaller little baboon. And I'm just like, what is this? That's called the O'Brien House circa 1971. <laughs> That's the Neil baboon beating up on the Conan or Luke baboon. And uh, that happened all the time, all the time. So again, there's no danger you've faced that I have not myself experienced. And um, uh, I'm sorry, sorry. Now, uh, Alex, um, my producer, just texted me and said that you once wrote into our show or tried to somehow participate in my late night show. Is that correct? I did. So 10 years ago, um, you guys did a segment called Fan Corrections. Yes. And th this has yeah. always been a story, and I'm sure you hear this all the time, but it's been a story that I'm like, if I ever get to talk to Conan, I want to tell him this story, which is- cool. um, you guys did that segment, Fan Corrections, and this guy- And let me explain to anyone who doesn't know, Fan Corrections was me boasting that our show was pretty much mistake-proof. And I dared fans to find errors on our show. So they would find things in sketches um, that didn't line up historically or didn't quite make sense. And they would try to prove that I was wrong. And then we would always cheat and uh, shoot something that proved that we were actually right. And then we would mock the fan for writing in. It's why I have no fans anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, tell me, tell me uh, what your fan correction story is. Well, whoever wrote in, it, whatever it was, it was about Beethoven. So you got up and you said, we can't be wrong. We've got rare archival footage of Beethoven in Vienna in 1820. Mm -hmm. And me being the super yeah. nerd that I am, I was like, I, I can't not point this out because, you know, I'm thinking if I was a producer, I'm going to look for who's got something different to say. So I'm thinking I'll correct the correction. <laughs> so, right. I, you know, I'm <laughs> talk, uh, thinking like, okay. The, the film camera wasn't invented till 1832 in France by Joseph Niepce. And the, no, the standard camera, the film camera wasn't invented until the 1870s by Thomas Edison. Right. So I thought, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a video and I'm going to just try to outline that. And the video was absolute garbage. Just looking at it, I'm like, this is pathetic. I see why you guys didn't pick it. But I was in my dad's uh, library, which faces our neighbor's house. And I'm trying to record this video. And the whole time I'm doing it, there's this alarm that keeps going off. And I can see people across the fence line shuffling around. And I'm just getting really frustrated because they're ruining every take I'm trying to record. You're you're trying to record something for the Conan O'Brien show, which is of paramount importance. And your neighbors have an alarm going off, which is very annoying. Yeah. So I'm there just getting more and more frustrated. And you can see it in the end product of the video. It's, it's total crap. But long story short, my neighbor's house was being robbed. <laughs> 
Oh my God. And I watched the entire robbery and could identify everybody and did nothing because I was upset about trying to record this bit for your show. Oh my God. The police even showed up and they were like, does anybody know anything? And I didn't want to come forward because I thought I'd go to jail. Oh my God. (gasps) So a crime was committed right in front of you and you did nothing. Absolutely nothing. Because you thought it was more important to get a fan video into submission for our show. Yep. That's how dedicated I was. Oh, I wonder, I wonder worldwide how many crimes have gone unsolved, (laughs) unstopped, because we were engaging people in idiocy. <laughs> and otherwise they would have said, no, 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 stop this right now. And and uh, saved a lot of, or that warehouse looks like it's starting to catch fire. But, you know, I, I'm going to wait 40 minutes because I've got to make this stupid tape of me with the masturbating bear for the Conan contest, <laughs> you know? <laughs> wow. Probably, well, probably dozens oh, of wow. experiences worldwide, dozens. I think hundreds of thousands, hundreds you of think? thousands. No, dozens. I think dozens. Um, tens. 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 A few. Two. I think this happened twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. So, Alex, how often do you go a year to, when's the season to go? If I were to go with you to South Africa, when would I go? June through, uh, June through November, mostly. Okay. And that's, so this is kind of a tricky question to answer. I like summertime. In fact, my whole goal is to never see snow and ice again in my entire life, except for the ice in my gin and tonic. But- <laughs> um, people want to go. Wow, and, yeah. Sona. I'm sorry, Alex. Sona is laughing at every single joke you make. I do that when I'm sorry because you're, you're handsome. Ma- you're Alex. Ma- I laugh at everything uh, a handsome person says, even if it's a, it's a good looking woman or a good looking man. I'll just. Laugh I just want to point out, Sona, that you're married. I am. You know, I'm children. a good friend. I with two children and yes. tack, and here you are. Like you know, Alex will say things like, "Yeah, well, anywho," and you'll be like, "Anywho." <laughs> You sound a bit jealous. Don't be jealous. You're so, je- yeah, you are a little, you're so angry right now because you have to work so hard for I'm it. I'm as angry and- as the black rhino. <laughs> Ooh, boy. Oh, I, I, you know what? You can read, I know you can read every kind of beast, Alex. Look at me right now. You see that I feel threatened comedically. I can see it in your eyes. Yeah. And so if I were you, I'd give me space. I'd back up that Range Rover another 15 feet. <laughs> I'd get out of here because- What are you going to do? Let's go on do? to the next lighting, oh. everybody. No, 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 no. What am I going to do? Sona, you've seen me charge. You've seen me uh, tackle three riders at a time. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm true. a monster. That's true. Uh, yeah, you are. Much larger. You're a baboon. I'm a baboon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is really cool, Alex. I, 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 I would love to go on a safari. I'm, you've got me psyched about this. You know, I, I think it'd do be it. a lot of fun on safari, quite honestly. You'd need SPF like 10,000 because the African sun would probably yeah. light you on fire. But I, I think you would you, you would really would enjoy die. it because- I would get a giant hat, like a really big hat, pith helmet, yeah. like an oversized yeah, one. You need, you need a big hat. With the, net, <laughs> with the netting that hangs off of it. You that's know, a bit colonial. Side. Oh, that's not cool, Well, right? it's a bit colonial. Okay, so it's a bad, it's, it's no longer PC? Well, I'm just saying like, it's a look, it's a dated look. <laughs> Right, right. You'll look dumb is what well, you're saying. Well, I'm trying well, to be nice so about just, it, but I've definitely- Oh, well, I'll, I don't have to be nice. You'll look, you'll look dumb. I've I'll definitely look like taken people out who've shown up in pith helmets and the tall knee-high leather boots, and you're just like, guys, that's a, that's a bit overkill. Um, well, I, I see a future where you and I, and of course a doting Sona, uh, go off into the wild. You know, we're, we're mm. on the, uh, we're out there in, in, in Southern Africa. We're out there on the savannah. And we're risking life and limb 
to get closer yeah. to nature. I think that's going to happen. You're on fire. <laughs> well, I, Who, me? Honestly, I think it, I think you'd really enjoy it because it's to do a safari right. It's it's a weird, quirky academic experience um, that should leave you feeling just totally floored because I, I feel like what, what's the Hemingway quote? Is it something like uh, I only envy the man who's not yet been to Africa? It's it's a landscape that's going to hit you deep. The Hemingway quote I always think of is, I'll have four more drinks, please. I like that so one, too. I usually save it for five o'clock, but yeah. unless you're going he full didn't. Churchill. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of those guys did. Um, yeah. No, I, 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 I can't agree more. I, I want to go there. I want to see. I want to experience. So maybe our paths will cross again, Alec. That, that would be really cool. It would. Uh, absolute pleasure talking to you, sir. I look forward to our burgeoning friendship. I did. Hmm. I did have one question for you, if you don't mind. Oh, sure. Uh, aside from the obvious, um, what animal do you most identify with? The obvious. Well, wait a minute. What's the obvious? An ostrich. Okay. Fuck you, man. <laughs> no, it's Just all it's you. it's all legs, torso, <laughs> no, no, no. tall. Okay, that's. I'm sorry, man. You stepped over a line. Thank I'm sorry. You. That's so. God, that's so, that's just, what you did oh was just- God, I can't breathe. What you just did was wrong. <clears throat> I thought you were going to say uh, leopard, oh. speed, agility, grace. None of those things. You are none of those things. Um. All right. You know that. What animal do I associate with the most? What animal doesn't live uh, that long and is pitied by the other animals? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to think. I honestly, I haven't thought about it. I don't think I have a spirit animal. I, I there's not an animal. I, uh, I don't know. Is there an animal in the animal kingdom that just overthinks things, spends too much time in its head? That's what I'd be. Ooh, mm. That's a good question. I Is there one in Africa that like really just like, oh man, those toucans, they just sit around and regret everything <laughs> the, and the, overdo it. And the honey badgers is really, really insightful. That's an yeah. animal that spends a ton of, t you can see it in their face. The gear is shifting and moving. Um, when I last yeah, had some guests, I, we were having dinner at the, at the lodge and this honey badger came crashing out of the kitchen and ran through the middle of the restaurant with a big, I don't know, piece of meat or whatever in its mouth. That's me. That's you. Uh -huh. I'm honey badger. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I'm a honey badger. That's my new, yeah. that's my new, I, that should be my um, logo now. Honey badger. Honey badger with like a, a sort of a red pompadour sitting on its head. <laughs> mm -hmm. well, you know, shifty expression. It's funny, actually. I have a friend who's been, been on your show when you guys used to bring animals on the show. Um, yeah. Her name's Lynette. She lives out here in Sonoma and mm -hmm. she has a wildlife rescue ranch. So I guess- shows down in LA when they need animals for TV. She often goes down yeah. for that. So she brought out um, a serval called Nandi for when you had David Mizajewski on. Um, mm -hmm. So she's got all these great photos with you. And she, she always says of everybody she's worked with, you are the absolute nicest. She said, you're the only- Oh, that's nice. She said, you're the only one that ever would like ask in rehearsal, like, is it okay if I do this? Or is, you know, you were just, she said, very kind with the animals, kind with her. And oh. yeah, she's Aww, just, she always says in. amazing things about you. Well, um, that's nice. But she, hey, this accidentally turned into some kind of a revelation that I'm not a, a terrible guy after all. You're, <laughs> you're not, well, you know what? They're going to cut this. They're going to cut this out. That's what's going to happen. They're going to cut yeah. it. Damn it. Yeah. Damn it. Well, that's nice. Please, no one's ever gonna please tell her that. I said hi. I will. I, I, and she's got a cockatoo, which is a bird from Australia that has this fun kind of yellow pompadour thing that pops up when they get excited. And mm -hmm. every time I'm out at the ranch, we always joke that it's Conan because when they get super going, no. it's just this big pompadour. Uh, mine uh, w w becomes, I hate to say it, it's crass, but my hair becomes erect when 
when I'm aroused. <laughs> That's what the cockatoo um, does. Yeah, exactly. And it's been, uh, it's many times it's uh, saved me in dangerous situations. Okay, huh. we're going to let that go. Um, we should end, end this probably at that point. Yeah, Alex, thank you so much uh, for talking to us. You're an impressive guy and stay safe. And um, I, I, I hope our paths do cross one day. Me too. This was an absolute pleasure. Thank you both so much. Conan O'Brien Needs a Fan with Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gourley. Produced by me, Matt Gourley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solateroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Music by Jimmy Vivino. Supervising producer, Aaron Blaird. Associate talent producer, Jennifer Samples. Associate producers, Sean Doherty and Lisa Berm. Engineered by Will Beckton. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Stitcher. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen, remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface.